You have found us, the number one podcast for you, you, those who get up and get after it every day, bringing fitness to those around you, sometimes whether you know it or not. In these podcasts, we talk about all the ways we keep people fit, risk fitness, health fitness, wealth fitness, spiritual fitness, every single way of fitness, bringing it full circle, coming up next. Welcome to podcast number 22, where we are joined by an amazing panel of, of mothers that I'm excited to introduce next. But first, I'll introduce myself. I'm Kimberly Aker with the Aker Insurance Group and Country Financial. I am your friendly neighborhood secret agent. I'm sorry, insurance agent. And I'm joined today by my amazing co-host, Brett Clark with BC Fitness, who brings private personalized training to you online in person and even in the comfort of your own home did i do okay brett i'm sorry hey, very correct you nailed it nailed it i couldn't have said it better myself well maybe i could have but you did well you could have but i got there that's the important part everybody today's show what we're going to do is we are going to warm up and we stretch out we don't want to go into this thing cold so we're going to do a segment of warm up and stretch out with our amazing guests and also, check this out. We found the 12 worst baby shower games of all time. I think they would all be terrible, but evidently there's 12 ones that are worse than others, and we're going to break those to you. Uh, we also have, this is the cost. This is costing American economy $122 billion annually. We'll dive into what that is and what's being done not to help it. And the second official audience poll Kim, the first audience poll didn't go so good, but we have a second one coming up. Anyway, and our panel of mothers, how the moms of the world keep the children of the world and the families of the world fit themselves. Super excited. I can't wait to hear about this. So as we mentioned, we are uh, gathered together today with a very special group of women who are all moms in different you know, different journeys of, of motherhood. And we are excited to introduce ourselves and kind of just get this discussion started. Um, we're gonna call this the warm up, which really means that we're just kind of getting the juices flowing and getting comfortable uh, speaking into our podcast. So um, to start off, I'm just gonna ask everyone to introduce yourself, uh, tell us the number of kids that you have and whatever else that we should know about you. And tell me, how are you typically celebrated on Mother's Day? Can we do that? I'll start just to make it less awkward. Um, again, I'm Kimberly Aker and I'm an insurance agent here in Kitsap County. Um, I sell insurance in Washington, Idaho, Oregon, and Arizona. I have two kids, seven months and four years old. And um, every Mother's Day, my husband likes to buy me um, some flowers that I can garden outside with. Um, I, I kill the flowers every year because I'm really terrible at that, but that's our tradition. So every Mother's Day, that's how I'm celebrated. So how about you guys? <laughs> I am a mom of three, a grandma of six soon, five now, six in a month. Um, I have always been a caretaker, whether uh, seniors or childcare in my home. Um, that's what I do now. I take care of kids and I take care of old people. <laughs> and my favorite, one of my very favorite roles besides being a grandma is being a mentor mom. Uh, someone who can speak into young moms' lives 
And mostly because I was not brave enough when I went, when I had little ones, I wasn't brave enough to reach out. So it's really, really important on my heart to, to be there for those moms and cheer them on every time they reach out and say, Hey, help me pray for me. I need something. So that's, yeah. that's my main job. Celebrate on Mother's Day. It's completely different now than it used to be. Now my daughter and my daughters-in-law, they, and my son, oftentimes they come in and they usually make this fancy, fancy meal in our house and oftentimes give me lots of different flowers and it's just fun. The grandkids usually draw pictures. Love it's it. Pretty wonderful. Thank you, Kathy. Awesome. So I'm Janessa. I have two boys. One is 13. One is 11. Um, currently, I'm the secret agent, secret assistant to Kimberly Aker <laughs> for about a, a year and a half now. Uh, before that, I was a stay-at-home mom for 11 years. And then before that, I was a recreation therapist in pediatric facilities uh, from the time I graduated until I had my first son. So, awesome. yeah. <laughs> awesome. And how are you celebrated on Mother's Day? Well, funny, every six years, my birthday falls on Mother's Day. And wow. for the first 40 years of my life, 30 years of my life, actually, I hated that. I didn't want to ever share. And now it's like, that's extra special. That's so, really special. Yeah. I love that. Thank you. And from your husband's perspective, that's like a two for one, right? Can he, can he just get away with one or does he have to have two? I'm telling you, I'm telling you when he tries that two for one thing, I'm like, are you serious? <laughs> Good for you. Okay. I'm Megan folk. Um, I have three kids. Uh, range, they range, uh, range in age from 23, uh, 12 year old and a nine year old. Um, my youngest is my only son. Um, it never fails every year. My husband is deployed on mother's day. <laughs> so as far as celebrating, we usually, well, this is the first, first couple of years we've actually lived in town or in state with family. So since we've been here, we celebrate by going to family's house and just doing, you know, some kind of dinner or something there. But typically mother's day is not. Not that Mother's Day is not a big deal, but it hasn't been a big deal in our house just because there's not really anybody here except whatever my kids bring home from school, which of course I love. So that's it. Nice. Awesome. Thank you. Love it. Um, I am Jamie uh, Warner. I'm Kim's sister. Uh, I am a principal at an elementary school in Fall City, Washington. Um, I've been in this career, either a teacher or a principal now for 18 years. Um, I have two daughters and they are students here, which I'm not certain that they're so stoked about that anymore. They were when I first took this job a year ago, but, um, I have a third grader Kennedy and I have a first grader around our house. We come together, my mother-in-law, my sister, um, my mom, we all do a big dinner on Saturday and kind of let the dads do the cooking and hang out in the backyard, which this year, it seems like it's going to be 90 degrees. So that'll be super fun. Um, yeah. And then uh, actual mother's day, I just, the only thing I care about is I'm not cooking and I don't want to do anything, but just chill. So we typically just do something, sit by the river. It sounds like it might be a river day this, this year in the city. So yeah. Perfect. Very nice. All right. Des. Certainly last but not least, my friend. 
No, it's great. Um, thanks, Kim. Hi, everyone. My name is uh, Desiree. I have three children. Uh, they are ages 22, 25, and I also have a two-year-old. Um, so recently started all over again. Who thought that was a good idea? I'm not sure. But uh, here we well, are. It's important you space them out. So that's <laughs> good. good. Yeah, that's really spaced out. Um, yeah, so uh, I also have one grandchild who is a year old. So um, a lot, a lot of uh, family functions happening right now, uh, which is great. And then um, for work, you know, I, I actually work in the tech space and work for a Canadian-based company. Um, I do travel for work and have traveled for about the, the past 12 years. Um, ultimately, I've, I've been very career-focused and career-driven, um, which, you know, I, I guess being a mom also has its challenges. It, it has its rewards and its challenges. But without a great support system, I don't think I'd be able to accomplish all that I have. So I have really good people in my life that have been able to support and allow me to do those things. And then um, for Mother's Day, we we generally get together as a family. We love doing family gatherings and cooking food and enjoying, especially when the weather's nice here in Washington, you know, it's always great when the sun is out. So um, spend a lot of family time. Uh, it, it varies every year. So we go to sisters. Um, sometimes it's uh, mother-in-law, but yeah, just getting together and enjoying each other and celebrating each other. Fun. I um. I'm going to pivot a little bit on my next question because I was going to save this question for our panel later, but I know a few of you will have to jump off before we get to that piece of this podcast. So I'm going to throw a fun question at you guys um, that I really am excited to, to hear your answers on because I think it's going to be just really in tune with what this podcast was created for um, and in line with, with motherhood. So my question that I want us to talk about next is um, in what ways do you help keep your family fit? And as I say that, um, you know, you might think of all the physical fitness things, but there's also, you know, emotional fitness, mental fitness, um, you know, a slew of different ways that we, you know, as moms day in and day out, you know, whether it's grocery shopping or, um, you know, cooking the dinner, doing the laundry, bathing the children, praying for them, like what, whatever that looks like to keep a, a safe and healthy home, you know, in what ways each week are you, you know, working to keep your family fit? And that's kind of what I want to open up our conversation on right now for a moment. I mean, don't jump in too fast, you guys. I can, I can start us off. I don't know if I'm going to say the right thing, but I have to run out to a recess issue at 1030. So I'll be back, but I'm going to play both. both. <laughs> um, I, I feel like it's, it's exhausting to be a mom. You have to, you have to wear all the hats at all the times and do all the things. Um, and it's also super rewarding because little eyes are always watching. So, um, I mean, I'm, there's so many different things that I feel like we do, right? Like planning meals for the week that are healthy and grocery shopping and taking time to really sit down and cook dinner and eat as a family at night. And, have those moments of just like talking about the day and kind of processing what's going on. And every morning when the girls and I, so I kind of an odd dynamic. Now my girls come with me in the morning, they eat their breakfast in my office, they go play with the other. Never without them really. And 
So we have kind of our ritual of waking up and, you know, when we go out to the car, we do our prayer before we go for the day. So we pray and then we set up our intentions for the day and then we come here and do mm. school and then we go home and do family dinner. And usually there's some sort of like walk or, or workout routine of some sort. Um, my girls have watched in the last couple of years. I, I wake up every day at five and work out in the morning because it's just my my stress release. And uh, now my little people come home and they turn on, you know, the exercise video or whatever it is that I was doing in the morning. And I find my weights all over the workout room because they're in there doing their thing. And it's super cute. Um, and we talk a lot about just being strong and not ever anything about body image, always just being strong, healthy mm-hmm. women. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, there's a lot of things we do, but those are just some things that pop up in my mind. I love that. That's, that's fantastic. Just, just that download that you get, you know, I talk, I talk to moms about that, just the download that they get on just self-care and taking care of yourself and just, just in integrating that at such a young age is, is so powerful. Thank you for sharing that. That's, you're going to be a spokesman for me when we need a spokesperson. Sorry. You're going to be a spokesperson <laughs> for me for that. Cause that was uh, that was phenomenal. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. Go, go do Go do your recess thing. You got a recess <laughs> issue. Go deal with it. yeah i I also like the setting the intention for the day i don't think that i'm doing that with my son who's you know now that he's four he probably could you know start to adopt a a healthy um plan like that with me um so maybe something he could digest and understand at some capacity how he wants to handle his day and a goal to set for the day Man, to have your have your mom as a principal of the school you go to. Though. Wow, I'd say the same thing if she was here, though. But that's okay. The principal's gone. We can do whatever we want. Let's go. Let's go. Let's fire it up. I guess to dovetail on just kind of what Jamie was saying, you know, it it does feel like we do it all, and you know, even after a, a long day of work, it's yeah, get in the kitchen, get dinner fixed for for the family. I'm. I'm very adamant about us sitting down at the table every night to a homemade meal. Um, that's something that's really mm-hmm. important to me. It's really important to the family. Um, it's that's the time that we probably spend the most together because we're mm-hmm. disconnected from everything else around us. We're taking the time to look at each other, talk to each other. Um, we pray, um, you know, before dinner. And I, I think it just helps set the tone when it comes to coming together, focusing on each other, no distractions. Um, it also, I think, brings routine, you know, and and a lot of what we do sometimes isn't necessarily mm-hmm. routine. Yes, getting up and going to work and, and those sorts of things, but um, it's, a, it's a good feeling, I guess. Um, mm-hmm. It's a routine that has a good feeling to it. And then something else that really helps keep us balanced is, you know, we, we also raise our own, um, pork and beef. And we also have chickens. So as a part of that, there, there comes a lot of responsibility and it, you know, we all have to share in that responsibility. And so, um, our, our little girl, girl, who's two is, um, already learning what that responsibility is like, and she's starting to get more and more excited about participating in, you know, in that actual activity of going out and, and having to do something and care for, an animal. And so seeing her light up and get so excited about it actually gets me more excited about having to do those chores. So it's, um, 
it's really motivating. Um, I love doing that with her. Sometimes it's just her and I, cause you know, daddy maybe is working. And so it's really nice to have that bonding time and to do things together. But ultimately I would say that, you know, I feel a lot of the, the stress and the pressure, not just with work, but even in the home life where it's like, how, how do I balance my day so that I have time to decompress yeah. and process everything that's been going on. And, you know, of course, ensuring my family stays healthy and is well taken care of that always comes first. Um, mm -hmm. so yeah, you know, that's always something I'm wondering, how can I, how can I do that better? And we can add more hours to the day because it's <laughs> simply not an option, but yeah. Right. If, we, if only we could. Yeah. I love that. You're, you're tech meets farmer. You, you, yeah. uh, you're, you're <laughs> off grid tech person. That's, that's, that's awesome. <clears throat> yes. <laughs> I didn't even think about it, but there's some similarities going on here with, with, you know, the life of, of, of Megan and Kathy too, on the farm, the farm side of it. So when you said that, I was like, there's so many women on this call that could resonate with you <laughs> on, a, on a lot of this. Yeah, I was going to say the same thing. It's funny because that's for us, it's um, my kids almost don't have a choice, <laughs> but to be, be as fit as they can be. You know, we have the, we have horses and chickens and a pig and dogs and, and a vegetable garden. Well, that's new. I think you saw that on my, on my page. We're trying to get a vegetable garden, a big one going this year, maybe took a little bit, a bigger bite than we can actually handle as far as that goes. We'll see. Um, but it's really important to us what goes into our bodies. And so, you know, the raising chickens on our property that we can eat, well, that they can eat, I'm a vegetarian, um, and the vegetables here, and also just not having to go out and spend the money that, you know, at, at the grocery store that it's just insane, especially when you don't really know what you're getting, <laughs> at least yeah. in my opinion. <laughs> um, so that's a huge thing for us. And we like to, um, we like to cook, everyone in our family likes to cook. So we like to cook together. Um, I try to do that more. My son is getting more involved in that. He's not as, you know, he'd really rather do other things, but we're trying. Um, but another thing too, um, on, on, in a different aspect is something that when you ask the question, the first thing I thought of is not a physical fit thing, but a mental health thing is talking. I think mm -hmm. trying to have the conversations with my kids every day more just a you know how was school but like really getting into into the deeper things every single day so that they know that they can always talk to me I think that's yeah. a huge thing um as far as just being you know fit all over mm -hmm. sorry I have a cat who came to visit <laughs> we are a pet friendly environment here we're good we are oh, well, a lot of yeah. <laughs> Yeah, whether you whether you take care of your pets, whether you eat, eat your pets. I mean, obviously, some of you are eating your pets. Yeah, we're 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 a pet friendly environment. <laughs> That's awesome. No, it's so good. I like the communication part too. The talking, um, you know, just, I I'm starting to realize that you know that we talk around children so much, and we're not always talking to them. And it happens, you know, it happens by accident sometimes where you're just moving fast and it's quicker to say it than to stop and, and let them speak. Um, but there's so much power in helping them come into this, you know, the the realization that they've got things to say and, and you know, ways to get them out, you know, um, so that's powerful. 
Yeah. It makes middle school a little easier. Little, little easier. <laughs> I, middle school is rough. Kids are mean. Yeah, I am not looking yeah. forward to that. <laughs> Don't love middle school. <laughs> oh. Keep those conversations going. Yeah. 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 That was a big part of ours. Um, we, I worked from home. So we always had the opportunity to homeschool. Um, for us, it was the best choice because we anticipated our eldest spending more time in the principal's office than in the classroom. So it was better to have him at home. And um, it, it, he's just busy. He's, it wasn't a naughty thing. It's just a constant going and he's a distraction. So it's okay. And, and we embraced that fully. And so we didn't have a lot of, we didn't have to work hard at fitness because you know, there was always work to be done around the house. There was always, you know, wood to be chopped. There was always um, gardens to be weeded, you know, certain chores we paid for certain chores were just, we just did them together. We had a family policy that if one person is working, everybody is working. So mm -hmm. we didn't, unless somebody was sick or had a big project or, you know, assignment or something like that in general, we all worked together and uh, really struggled when somebody came over and was like, oh, no, I'm going to sit down for a while. And we're all like, we don't know how to do this because we <laughs> all work together. We do the same thing in the kitchen. We do the same thing outside. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter where we are. It's like we're all participating. And that keeps those conversations going. Um, That's good. But each morning before school, the first thing we did was read, pray, and talk together. Wow. And I think that set our children are 29, almost 32, and 33. And our grandchildren are from eight to due in a few weeks. So I see that in their families, how they mm -hmm. love to communicate with them and they're just starting to really work with their children and they're seeing the benefits of that. And I think that is so critical, whether it's on the farm or just in, in the house or whatever mm -hmm. has to be done. I think doing it together just creates, um, well, they're invested in our home. They're invested in our family. It's part of who they are. It's not something that somebody else does for them. Um, I'm, yeah. I had a daycare in my home and when kids were about a year and a half, you know what, they could put the napkins in the garbage and a two-year-old loves to help. Just like you were saying, a two-year-old just gets so much closer. I participated. I gave value to my family mm -hmm. and to just build on that constantly and give them chores and responsibilities that are rewarding yeah. that are things they enjoy and make them recognize that they are an important part of this family unit. Sometimes I did great. And sometimes I put chores ahead of listening and felt the failure there. Mm. Oh. oh, I feel that. I feel the burn of that one. I mm -hmm. love that a little bit right now where you feel like, yeah, I've got to clean the kitchen. I've just got to do this. I've just got to finish. Like right now I started some spring cleaning around my house. It is a disaster. An absolute of course it disaster. Is. 
<laughs> right now. All these security like, before it's done. There was no time to finish it. And so, you know, at some point I had to just stop doing that because there was a little boy that was being ignored when mom was doing this and doing that. And, you know, like to all of your points, he had things to say and we wanted to play with mom. And, you know, it was our Sunday together. And so there was not to just be doing housework. Yeah, I think it, it's, it comes down to balance too, right? Because yes, there are things that we have to get done naturally. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that will be at the very same time that our little ones are awake and mm -hmm. active and playing. Um, but it's, I've found that sometimes it's good to allow them to find some independence and be able to mm -hmm. entertain themselves with something. Yeah. Because if they absolutely, yeah, because if, if they become overly dependent on your stimulation in order to drive happiness, um, then it's like, I don't know, I, I think it would be harder for them to find that on their own. Mm -hmm. What I've, what I've tried to do to your point, Kathy, which is, is so valid, you know, I will sometimes get very caught up in all these things that I have to do. And it's like, oh no, okay, well, mommy's got to do this right now. I started, um, bringing her into the mix of things that I'm doing in a way that mm -hmm. I'm kind of teaching her those foundational mm -hmm. things that you had mentioned, mm -hmm. right? Like upkeep and yeah. you know, value, value the things that you have. And, um, she actually has enjoyed it or I'll, you know, put her in their high chair while I'm doing something. So at least she's up to my level and we're engaging at that same moment. So she doesn't feel that I'm completely ignoring her or, or whatnot, but it is such a balance and it is challenged. Mm -hmm. I, I am challenged with that every day. I was a RA in college and um, I can't even tell you how many freshmen came in completely unknowing how to take care of themselves. So from that, I always said, if I ever had children, they were going to know when they went to wherever, you know, whether they go to the military, college, you know, start the vocational, whatever, they're going to know how to take care of themselves. Mm -hmm. and so ever since my boys have been little, they've been helping me with laundry and cleaning. They have a chore list every day. They have chores, you know, we don't have a farm or anything like that, you know, but, you know, helping me out a lot, you know, just because I just want them to have that sense of independence. And when they have a partner to be an equal partner where, you know, they can take over the laundry. They can take over doing the dishes. They can spot a mess and say, I need to clean this bathroom, you know? Yeah. So that's something that I'm really struggling with, especially as they're getting into these preteen years where they're just like, I'm too cool to clean the bathroom. <laughs> <You know? laughs> and I go in there and I'm like, are you guys kidding with this? Like, cause I don't go into their bathroom very often. I'm like, this is not okay, Lee. I, <laughs> I have twin teenage boys. Don't go in the bathroom. It's bad. Oh. <laughs> it, it's funny. a struggle. I mean, at least I've got them going into, you know, using the toilet appropriately now, you know. It's ish. Yeah. Ish. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's 99% better than it ever has been at this point, but still. Woo. Oh, I love it. Good job. <laughs> nice job. Wow. That was fantastic. You know, and, and Hey, I appreciate, you know, everyone, uh, uh, for fitness, you know, the fitness related Megan, I think you said it, is that, 
you know, it's not, it's not all about physical fitness. It's about physical fitness. It's about emotional fitness. It's about health fitness. It's yeah. about all those, all those other aspects of yeah. keeping someone fit. Um, not necessarily just on the physical side, but, but how do you do it emotionally? How do you do it mentally? Um, you know, those, those types of things. So, so, uh, truly fantastic, truly fantastic. Now that we're warmed up, Brett, I think it's time that we jump into our not so important topics of the day. Because those are important. It's important that we talk about not so important <laughs> stuff, for sure. Yeah. We went deep for a second there. So let's dial it back and go into those not so deep, right? Yeah. So um, not so important topics. I, and I actually went over this list. You sent me this list last, last night. Um, yeah. It was it was hard to read. Um, <laughs> but the not so important topic is the worst baby shower games. And uh, from a male's perspective, I'm not sure that there's anything worse than a baby shower. Um, but definitely there's some baby shower <laughs> games as well. Um, but uh, if you're planning your, your friend's next shower, uh, here are some 12 uh, that you probably shouldn't do. Yeah. Well, well yeah. this is great because in about 45 minutes, I've got two people coming over to plan a baby shower. So I well, these will be, yeah, yeah, yeah these are, these are truly awful. These are truly awful. Yeah. These will, these will be great. I will not do these. Make sure that if, if, if someone asks to do one of these games as part of the baby shower, you just put your X up and go, nope, nope. These are the top 12 worst ideas for a baby shower. So, <laughs> so, so, uh, so you're, I'm glad that you're going to break these down because I, I couldn't even describe them, uh, all of them, but, but break these uh, down. Cause I, I, I need to know more about, uh, some yeah. of these, uh, these, uh, poop, uh, practical games that are being played. So. Uh, so the first one is um, truly baby shower strippers, right? Uh, this is crazy. Um, this has actually been a thing. In fact, if the Real Housewives of Atlanta, Candy had a stripper at her baby shower. So, um, I mean, bonus points if you dress as a baby as the stripper. Um, but that is a terrible idea for a baby shower, and it has happened. So make sure that your shower that you throw does not have a stripper. As part you know, of I think I think probably um, that might actually make a, a baby shower better if I'm thinking, I mean, just, just thinking about it in general. No, you're wrong. This is why, this is why Brett's not invited to baby showers. So. This is why, I mean, of course, you know, for the uh, small fee, I can come, but. but no. <laughs> no, are you going to be in the stripper, Brett? Are you volunteering yourself? Uh, I, I, I digress. No, We're going no. down a roll. You're, yeah, this is a bad. This is a bad. Yeah, I, I, I would. I just, I don't have a baby outfit, so I, I'm, I'm have to pass on that one. Mortified to hear that. So let's, let's cut that out. Let's cut that out of the podcast. Hey, not, not, yeah, not everything makes the podcast. Some of this stuff gets cut out. Oh man. Uh, number two, blindfolded baby food relay. They think about that. So you're gonna blindfold yourself, and you're going to pass around, um, you know, a jar of food for each person, and. Uh, I don't know. Do they like eat it? Do they just like smell it, taste it? They have like a guess, guess like a guess the flavor. Is it like strained peas or something? Because like I can, I can like get behind the apricot one, but I don't know about the strained peas one. I don't know. I'm not. I'm not too in it. But it says the the first team to finish a jar of baby food wins. So I think they're like they're taking yeah. bites and like going back and uh, forth, passing it around. Not- yeah, yeah, and after COVID, we, we don't need to share. Yeah, that sounds like a good way to get COVID. <laughs> yeah. Like, not, or a stomach virus. It's like, the, it's like the amazing race meets fear factor. It's amazing. 
Oh. All right. Let's go to the meat ones. Oh my oh. gosh. Oh. <laughs> okay. You guys, number three, chew gum into the shape of a baby. Ugh. So you chew the gum and then you take it out like Play-Doh, oh, no. right? And then you, you make it into a, a baby and whoever has the best baby wins. Why don't I, you I gag. Yeah, I gag when I walk by the gum wall in Seattle. There's no way I could hack this one. Yeah, <laughs> there's no say, way. Yeah, that's why it's on the list of the top 12 worst ideas for a baby shower game. Number four, don't say baby. Um, so this is that, you know, this this one, mm -hmm. I, I don't know if I completely agree that it's the worst. I would just say that, you know, you can't say, you know, baby, but there's always that one gal who takes the game way too seriously and spends the entire shower with her ear cocked to every single conversation, making sure that nobody says the word baby because there's clothespins, right? You take a clothespin and you hang it yeah. on everyone. And so... Um, you're like, you get to steal clothespins from people who accidentally say baby the whole time. Yeah, you're like, like Jenny, it's just a game. Let it go. Come on. Let it go. Yeah. <laughs> Take it easy. Yeah. Let yeah, it yeah, go. Yeah, exactly. People have gone home, Jenny. This is, we're good. <laughs> doing it like a week later when she sees yeah. you out at the grocery store, like, oh, you said baby. Give me your clothespin. Give it, give it to me. Um, okay, number five. Eat poop out of a diaper. I have played this one before. Yeah. It's not cool, man. So you basically oh. take different types of candy and you melt them into a diaper. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have to like pretend that that's poop. Yeah. And you have to eat yep. it. No. Yeah, um, that stripper's looking like a better idea. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I won't go through all 12, but I will say that number seven was um, make a baby's face that only a serial killer could love. And this is like you basically take um, cut, cut up pieces of mom and dad's face and you modge podge a picture of the baby trying to guess what it'll look like. And so there's no way of getting out of this game without making it look really creepy. So There's, there must be an app for that, right? And you know, I am not a social media icon by any means, but like, can you like TikTok? You could probably like TikTok that or something, right? That, huh? I would rather do that than do this. Not TikTok. <laughs> what's it? Uh, Snapchat. That's that's what it is. See, Snapchat. You're such an old man. You don't even know. You're not even <laughs> on know. social media, are you? I don't even know. <laughs> I pay somebody to manage my social media. We're good. Uh, number <laughs> number nine was pin the sperm on the uterus. <laughs> That, that that that's happened. <laughs> so there's a, there's actually a big diagram of a of a pink uterus, you know, on a big poster, and y'all take the sperm and don't play that game. Um, and then okay, uh, <laughs> let's see here reenact your baby's conception. That <laughs> one was creepy. That one that one was creepy. They even had uh, photos to show how that's done. That oh, it was creepy. Yeah, you, Take a plunger, a toilet paper roll. It just you don't want to do that one. And then the, the last one was wear a dirty diaper around your neck. Um, and that's, didn't didn't understand that one. Yeah. I what's the dirty What's the dirty diaper thing? I'm that's you know I'm not. Is that is that like a staple of baby showers? Because believe it or not, ladies, I I have not gone to any baby showers, and that's going to come as a huge, huge surprise. Um, but it seems like uh, that poo thing might be a staple, and I don't know why. That's it's so. The question of it is what what's what uh what's in your poop necklace? If it happens to be a brown M and M symbolizing poop in a diaper, then you are a lucky duck who is about to get a prize. Um, so I don't really know, I don't fully understand it, but if you get the M and M, I guess you win. 
Um, I so remember I, playing a version of that. They, it was a piece of flannel. They folded up and pinned it on you. And oh. one person had the candy inside and got the prize. Okay. Yeah. So they're, those are <laughs> they were terrible. Yeah, you want to avoid those games at all costs. Um, if you're playing a shower, you just people are not going to love it. So done. There's, there's, <laughs> yeah. There's got to be a better way, uh, Kathy. Um, we would hope we would hope that you would we this would serve as some kind of a deterrent to uh, yes <laughs> any of the party planning you might be having 38 minutes I'm from set. now. Yeah. Yep. So. Brett, let's let's dive into the next one. This is this is kind of an important topic that um, I I would really love to get everyone's take on. Um, Absolutely. Was, yeah the the economy part of it. Yeah, now, as I as I as I teased that in the uh, in the beginning of the show, uh, the important topic that we have is um, can you guess what is costing our American economy? Hundred twenty-two billion dollars. The answer is childcare. A oh, hundred and twenty-two billion-dollar industry of childcare, um, and and so that this is this is obviously near and dear to, to my heart right now, and and probably many of you um, at some point uh, in this journey, or or even right now, um, and a couple of different takes on this. I mean. There's so much political question marks surrounding the situation, which I don't normally even get into, and I'm not really going to even do that today. But I do, I am a little, I'm a little miffed because apparently in 2021 there was some talk about an, a, a proposed bill or an act that was going to create a plan or a framework for a plan to make affordable childcare from birth to age five, namely for three and four year olds, which I'm really living right now, and I just it's it's painful to me how expensive childcare is. And so um, that obviously hasn't happened. That bill got modified and changed a few different times. And um, it was a, you know, it was, it was a, a kind of a catch-all bill that included a many things like infrastructure and Medicare and healthcare, but it also included this, this childcare piece of it, making affordable childcare. Um, but now if you look at it, I think that bill has just kind of been minimized down to infrastructure and, and maybe healthcare, Medicare, but which is still very important topics. Um, but uh, what, what are we going to do? Is there a solution that we can have for, for more affordable childcare? I mean, I have older kids and I, this summer, if I were to enroll them in every single camp that, you know, so that they're not home alone while I'm working, you know, or even if I'm home and I have to work, they're still, you know, they're not, they're, they're going to want to just play electronics, but even the cost, the cost of camps and then not even the time frame of camps, like there's an art camp. That's awesome. It's from nine to 12. Well, how am I going to plan my day around that? And then right. on top of it, it's a couple hundred dollars for one week from nine to 12. <laughs> you know, yeah. and It's just like, I would love for you to have this experience. I would love for you to be out of the house, learning something new, engaged in something new, but holy cow, this is like, this is a car payment a month <laughs> just mm -hmm. for you guys to, to be in camps that aren't even from nine to five. Yeah. yeah, but I feel your side too. I mean, you've got, you got the little ones where, you know, you can't just sit them down in front of the TV all day and just have the mom guilt that they just watch TV all day. 
<laughs> it's not possible. I have a completely different view of this than probably all of you because I absolutely because you're a childcare my, lady. Yeah. Yeah. For uh, 15 years as a licensed childcare, and then 15 years as just a private nanny in my home, and. I'll tell you what, for those 15 years, I felt like I was being beat up. The requirements from the state to keep that license were growing exponentially year by year. And mm -hmm. the things that they required demanded multiple hours per day for me to take care of that. And when I finally gave up my license, it's like, you know what? I want to care for children. I do not want to... And you know, my days were 12 to 15 hours when you go both ends of the scale for parents that are working. And I don't want to spend three or four more hours doing paperwork for the state. And it, it really came down to there's the state is definitely against home child care. And I understand that there are risks involved in that when there are there are those few, you know, child care scenarios that are not good so it is important that there is some oversight absolutely yeah. but for the ones that are good they're still trying to make sure that they cannot be licensed specifically in pierce county um it is really hard to financially be yeah. able to afford to do child care it gave me just enough so that I could stay home with my children and teach them and do childcare. That's how much I made. I never, I think there were in that 15 years, I think maybe three years I made more than I wrote off. The rest, I mean, it's, it's not a moneymaker. The ones that make money are the ones that have the big centers. I guess it's the same thing as small business versus big business. Well, yeah. Well, I, I think I think the money though that 122 billion is is what you know we're spending as mothers yeah. on childcare just for yeah. our children, and, and most so, of that is bigger bigger um, centers. Mm -hmm. That's what no I think. Is, yeah, well, and they charge well, yes, a lot more. Yes and no. I mean, um, the the nannies that I've had, um, you know, they they want to be paid in cash because you know they it, it's they don't want to write you know write it off potentially or you know for whatever the reasons are and and similarly right. you know the ones that have tried to explore running an in-home daycare like to your point it was extremely difficult to maneuver um and yeah. keep up with the regulations to do so um yeah. so that piece of it like still it's it's nearly equivalent to what i'm paying the big childcare centers just for less hours, right? And so they're yeah. making the money either way. You're, we're spending the money. I mean, last year alone, I spent $15,000 just on Johnny's childcare. Um, and then this year I'm poised to do 30,000 because now I have two children and I work full time. So I need to have, right? So hours. Yeah. And so that's $30,000 a year just on the childcare piece. And I only have Crazy. two kids. Imagine if you have three or four. I'm in a different, slightly different position because I've been at home with my kids since they were, well, since they were born. Um, yeah. But now, and my, my husband is still active duty. So, I mean, there's no way we could have done it where I was working full. I mean, I know 
other parents do. And I, you know, I get it, but with all the things that we have also, because the animals and everything like that are so expensive also, I don't know how we could have, we could have done it um, without me staying home. But on the flip side, now my kids are, my two that are at home are 12 and nine. And I just graduated from school and I want to, at some point in the near future, go back to, or go back to work. But like I said, my husband's still active duty. So now I'm in a situation where it's that work-life balance for me. And yes, I, I know it's going to be expensive, but I don't, but I also don't just, I don't want to just go back to work. Like, see you later. You know, it's been fun for the last 12 years. You know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Figure it out. I don't know. I mean, and that's the, I mean, mine technically are old enough that they could stay home, but also do I want to leave them home all day, every day for the whole summer when they're not in school? I just, I don't know. It's, and then can, what's the point of me going back to work if I'm going to be paying everything I'm making to right. childcare? It just, it's kind of a, right. <laughs> what do we do? Yeah, I can totally relate with you because when I interviewed with Kim, it was just 10 hours a week. And my first initial reaction when she told me I got the job was panic, was <laughs> can I spare 10 hours a week? Can I, can I do this? Like, am I gonna be able to keep up with my housework and everything else? Because my husband worked very long hours. So I didn't have that part, you know, I don't have a backup. And so it was like, do can I do 10 hours? Like I was absolutely freaking out at first, you know, and then, you know, then I got into 10 hours and then we did 15 and then we got up to 30. <laughs> so like, you know, it, I don't know. I think my situation is just unique because Kim is also a mom and she also understands that, you know, your kids get sick. Your kids have a mental health day. You have a mental health day. You know, I, I have a benefit that's so invaluable, you know, but I, I can totally relate to you, Megan. Like I, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing this summer with, with the boys right now, you know, so yeah, I, I feel well, you. I think I've come to the conclusion that I literally will have to work from home at least 85% of the time. There's just, you know, mm -hmm. if I have to go in once a week or twice a week, even for a few hours, that's fine. Um, but I just can't. Mm -hmm. And I think that's the one thing that COVID brought us that I'm actually happy about is so many more companies and so many more people are willing to let people do that. And honestly, why not? I really don't. There's so many jobs that can be done from home. There's so really no point in going in. And I think that yeah. would be a huge, that's when you first said, talked about the, the 122 billion or whatever you said it was. Um, yeah. it, if they just would continue to expand our ability to stay home and do our jobs, not that that's completely the answer, because like you said, the camps, we have to be able to, you know, bring kids to camps or bring them here and there. But in a lot of respects, I think that can be worked around if you're able to work your own schedule from home. Um, not everybody wants to do that. I get that. But yeah. I think a lot of people would be okay with it because it's kind of the best of both worlds, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. Less overhead costs. I mean, if, if I didn't have to have an office space and that we could just work from home and not have that monthly rent, that'd be huge. Um, right. As a saver. How are we doing, Brett? I'm still here. <laughs> <laughs> Brett, did you click on the uh, the the five creative childcare solutions that we found? 
Um, I, I have it. I have them right here. I have, I have the, uh, I have it. We had, uh, uh, Kelly Holmes, not, not a, uh, not a podcast guest. We're going to, we're going to try to get her on a podcast, uh, at some point though, with, uh, with our people skills. Um, well, she, she's a certified parent and educator. Um, and she's also the author of happy you happy family. And so she created five childcare solutions uh, that you will love because uh, it's happy you, happy family. So <laughs> that's why you love it, right? That's why you're gonna love it, yeah. Or else you didn't read the well, book. You didn't. Well, what I what I appreciate about her idea is that she's she's trying she's trying to put together you know unique creative solutions for those that like not cookie cutter. It's not just you know we can't all afford thirty thousand dollars a year of of childcare, right? And so. In this way, she's just giving us some alternatives to consider um, if if it works for you because yeah. different different things work for different families, right? Yeah, and there were some yeah. there were some great uh, there were some great ideas. I thought there were some terrific ideas. Yeah, so the first one I really liked was keep it in the family, and so this one was splitting up the days with your relatives. So whether that means like that maybe. If, if you have a scenario where, um, you know, the mom or, or, or wife spouse in the situation could stay home, you know, Monday, Tuesday, um, and then the dad could stay home, you know, Thursday, Friday, and then maybe a grandma can stay home and work from home or come, you know, in there on, on a Wednesday. And so you have, you know, you split it up with just family watching the kids um, and maybe, you know, the parents work a day in the weekend or, you know, that that's not going to work for everyone, but that's for those that can work from home, explaining up those days um, or maybe just take the days off if, if you can. Um, the other idea that I've learned about recently, I've heard it a few times. Um, in fact, a, a gal left my, my official childcare where my son goes and she said, I'm joining a co-op. I'm joining a co-op. And I didn't know what that meant. Um, but what it means is it's a point system instead of cash. So basically like, like a barter, you, you know, you find a similar, you know, household that has the same similar values as you or, or whatnot. And, and you don't mind sharing, you know, the kid, the kids with, and basically, um, you know, maybe you watch them one week and then they watch them another week or maybe parts of the week. And instead of uh, paying cash, you guys just split up that time with each other. Um, and that way, you know, they're in the same situation needing childcare. And so if you guys have the flexibility to do that, um, then it's like a co-op system. It's so smart. Um, Definitely clever. Yeah. Yeah. The other idea, which I totally tried, and Janessa can attest to the fact that this did not work well for me, except for unless she, unless she watched her the whole time, was bring the baby to work. So like, if yeah. you have the means to do it, bring your baby to work, which, which works if they're a newborn. It does not work if they are a two and a half year old or a three year old. Because no, there's child labor old. laws in there, Kim. There's child labor laws. <laughs> you can't, they can't answer phones. Oh. Uh, bullet point number four was get a nanny with baggage. So um, what they meant by that is AKA, um, someone that has their own kids. So it's not really baggage. Like let's not call children baggage, no. but that's, it. that's how she phrased it. Get a kid, get a nanny that's got her own baggage. So get one that's a, that's, that's emotionally unstable. That's what, that's what I hear yeah, in there. Right? She's got daddy <laughs> issues. Get that nanny. No, like if, if she's got her own kids, right. And so she's in the same situation where she's like, I'm already watching my, my 
you know, my baby or my two-year-old. And so, you know, she might be able to offer a lower cost to you to throw your kid in the mix as well. Um, because she's already there doing that. That's what that, that was the point of that one, I think. Um, although I, I don't know if, if I would agree, I think that you still end up paying nearly um, full price for that, um, just because they're still watching your child. Um, not only that, but can I just say, there's in military communities, there, there, there's that a lot where you get, especially like in military housing, where you get so-and-so is staying home and, oh, I can take in, you know, 14 kids or whatever. And then you get these houses full of kids where you have nobody in there who has any kind of certification or anything and mm -hmm. they're making money, but the kids yeah. aren't really being properly watched. In fact, just last year, there was like a child that died because nobody was paying attention, no. you know, too many kids and too many, you know, it, it's just not, yeah. I don't know. I think that that's like a breeding ground for that situation. If you start, you know, oh, I've got a kid. I can take 10 more in here. You know, right. <laughs> yeah. Well, and, and that brings up another good point is it's like, you have to do your due diligence. Like, it's, it's without saying, but we, I think, I think moms get desperate sometimes when we're looking for affordable childcare or looking for a situation that works. And right. so, you know, you're almost really, if, if they look good enough or they seem clean enough or they, you know, their kids seem normal, then you're like, oh, here, here, take my child, but, you know, do your homework, do a background check, you know, go through uh, care.com or, you know, and actually do a background check, make sure somebody is, um, you know, has references that they're going to actually be watching your child and not just letting them sit in their car seat all day long. Yeah. Oh, man, I love this topic. I, um, the last one on the five creative childcare solutions um, is it's called share the love, share the love, which means that mom works for, you know, maybe in this scenario, the creative solution, um, the mom and dad or you know, both spouses can work from home. Um, and so maybe mom works from like 7am to 1pm mm -hmm. and dad's just on childcare. And then, you know, mom takes off that work hat and dad puts it on and he goes to, you know, the office in the home and works from one to seven. And so you're splitting up the day, but while you both can work from home. And I think that my neighbors do this because um, they've got twins and um, they both work from home for different companies. And so I'll hear them talk about um, a little bit about their day. And I think they must do something similar to this where if one's in a meeting, the other's on and vice versa, they can kind of make shift and make it work. And that would be a, a cool scenario if, if somebody has the ability to do that. Um, so this brings us to our, our new listener poll question, Brett. We get to ask a question now. It does. Um, it does. And probably I want to lay that out. We're, we're, um, we lay these poll questions out um, as an expectation that people will take these polls. So, <laughs> and, and so anyway, we have the second poll question of our podcast uh the first one we'll go over that in a second but this this particular one is do you pay more for your housing or your child care in a given month and so we're, we're what we do is always uh meaning always meaning the second time we will put that poll into uh spotify we'll put that into into the various podcast stations that you listen to and just go through and, and click on that poll. Just let, let us know 
Um, it'll, it'll be obviously it'll be a, it'll be one or the other. And um, what that does is that enters you to win a fitness full circle T-shirt, the official T-shirt of the fitness full circle. We have a we have one and you need to have it. So it's um, nice. So, so um, that, yeah, so that's how you that's how you get that. But what we want to do, I think I think what we do here, Kim, I think that we ask. um yeah, we ask them. We well, we revisit podcast number one's question for sure, which was, uh, I, yeah. yeah, I don't know if you guys are familiar with uh, Chat GPT. Uh, it's a new AI system that's out there uh, that's actually really magnificent. Um, you obviously haven't listened to our last podcast, or you know about it, but uh, <laughs> that's okay. <laughs> that's okay. But anyway, uh, so we wanted to know if chat, if you have used chat GPT and if you consider chat GPT cheating and what we did in last week's poll, last podcast poll is we had a bunch of ple people plead the fifth, Kim. Mm -hmm. There's not a single person that wanted to step up and incriminate themselves. So we, we had nobody answer our poll, um, but it was only well, because they were afraid to incriminate themselves for cheating. I think I think yeah right no no one wants to admit that it's not cheating no I think that we should put it on Facebook this time I think that Facebook's a good a good poll platform people you know we can share it easily there um, and get people's responses go ahead and and answer both of those so so for our listenership uh, we're gonna put that on Facebook Kim's gonna do that because uh, I have no reference to social media at all and Kim's gonna post those on there <clears throat> excuse me and we want to know. Is chat GPT cheating? And the answer to that is no. And also, uh, <laughs> do you pay more for uh, for housing or for childcare in your particular household? That's an interesting piece. And then what we're going to do is we're going to talk about that on the next episode as well. I want to ask you before we finish today, how are you prepared to celebrate Chelsea, your wonderful, amazing wife on Mother's Day this year? Uh, I would prepare very similar like I've prepared in the prior years, which is to uh, cover the boys up to make sure that they uh, they aren't exposed for the uh, mom frauds that they actually are. Uh, we'll, no, we're going to start the process uh, shortly. Um, I'm going to ask – first I'm going to do is I'm going to ask the kids if they know when Mother's Day is. Um, and I already know what the answer to that is. They won't know. And then I'm gonna, I'll ask them also um, what they've gotten their mother, what they're thinking about getting their mother for uh, – for Mother's Day, which uh, they won't do uh, or have known <laughs> at all, and so then from there, does that, that sound pretty familiar, Megan? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and then, uh, and then what I will do is I'll let them stress it out uh, until about Friday, and at the last hour, they will finally come to me and they'll be like, "Hey, hey, Dad, uh, we should get something for Mom for Mother's Day," and then I'll okay. be like, "Guys, I already got you covered." <laughs> I already got it all figured out. So, so that, but that's typically what it is. You know, very, very similarly, um, you know, Chelsea's a, a flower lady. I, I don't, I don't like, I, I love to give flowers even when it's not special occasions, but, um, but obviously for special occasions. That's more special, by the way. When, yeah. when you give a flower and it's not a reason or an occasion, mm -hmm. that's more special. And I always, I always like to look at the person at the grocery store wherever you buy your flowers at when it's like, dude did something wrong for sure. It's not Mother's, <laughs> it's not Mother's Day. It's not, it's not Valentine's. This dude's in trouble. Um, but, uh, 
<laughs> but it's still funny. Yeah, and and you know we'll make we'll make her dinner and uh, things of that nature. But yeah, she's uh, she's a great mom and and uh, she deserves every uh, not not only that day but every day to be celebrated for what a terrific mom she is. There you go. There you go. Well, I just want to um, thank everyone again today for for joining us and and just covering some some important topics surrounding motherhood. And I, I just I really wanted to put together uh, a podcast that highlighted um, you know some of the important work that we can't possibly highlight all of the important work that we do because as mothers we're doing so much all the time, and so much of it goes unappreciated, unnoticed, and unsaid. Right. Um, but I just wanted to, to put, you know, give us a, a stage to talk about these things and and just highlight, um, you know, the ways that we, we are very um, central in the in the um, the tone of our home. I wanted to uh, put this together for to recognize the importance of what we do. Um, and I would, my challenge to all of you is, is not just to be celebrated on Mother's Day, but, you know, find something mother the week of Mother's Day or this week, I should say, for you guys to just, you know, have uh, whatever it is that you need. If that's a mental break, uh, afternoon by yourself, an evening away, or maybe it is just to have your family sat around a table together talking, like, whatever it is that you need this week. And uh, just to feel um, appreciated or to, to, to find, I don't know, some self-care. It's important that we do that this week. Well, what a tremendous episode. I want to thank not only the guests that are still here, but the guests that had to take off. Uh, you know, you guys are busy moms. You know, every, all, of us are, all of us are busy people. You guys are busy moms, though. Um, but really thank you to all of you that participated today. And really thank you to all the moms. It was just amazing insight that we saw today um and just really appreciative of, of each of them sharing their stories you know they're sharing their stories of of triumph but also sharing their stories um where you know where they haven't been so successful at so really really powerful stuff and i want to thank everybody um now right now we're taking nominations for a local hero here in kitsap county that you admire that's right mm -hmm. whether that hero is a first responder a teacher military uh uh, a fitness professional or, you know, uh, an insurance agent. Um, but <laughs> please nominate them on our Facebook page. We're going to be, we're committed to being active on our Facebook page. So big things are happening on our Facebook page. I can make those claims because I don't manage that at all. Um, but it's going to be amazing <laughs> and you're going to want to check that out. Um, but go to Fitness Full Circle on the Facebook page. Chime in about the the poll questions that we had about ChatGPT, chime in about the, the amount that you spend for childcare, and dang it, tell me who you think's awesome, because uh, we're going to work on that. And reminder, do the poll. That's the reminder, do the poll. And if you do the poll, answer this. We're going to put you in a drawing for that Fitness Full Circle t-shirt. Everybody wants these things. It's the nice t-shirt. You want that? Get on it. We have people walking around the community wearing these things right now. Everyone's asking, where did you get these? And you can only get them one of two ways. You can be a guest of our podcast or you can win it in our poll question. So other than that, happy Mother's Day, everybody. Happy Mother's Day, ladies. Thank you so much for joining us today. Yes. So appreciated. And we'll see everybody next time. Well done, sir. Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you.